Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey, and unfortunately, no Jude this week, but I'm still excited because today I'm joined once again by a creator who takes her pop culture excitement and 3D prints them into reality. I'm delighted to welcome the talented crafter, Leech, back to the podcast. Welcome, Leech. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for the lovely warm welcome, too. Like, just the so- self-confidence is just soaring right now. Thank you. Yeah. I feel very professional. <laughs> well, I'm super excited to have you on, and I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. Do it. You always have a super nerdy craft going on. Mm-hmm. What's been the latest 3D print? The latest print has been Lola. Lola, the new droid that was introduced to the Star Wars universe, and... I think Lola, I mean, I'm, I'm staring at Lola right now. Lola is about 90% done. Uh, got lights in it. Just is uh, gluing it all together. That should be done hopefully by the end of the month. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, uh, you working on any other prints or? I still have the gauntlet I'm working on. It is a big pain to sand pieces and like glue them together and sand them so they're seamless and I'm very picky. So I'm having a really hard time with one of the pieces, but the rest of it's just been hanging out. It's done. It's painted. It's gorgeous. I found the perfect gold. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I was, what stage I was at with this last time I was on, but I had such a hard time finding paint. So I feel like that's where I was at last time. And that is so far in in the back of my mind now, because we did it. And it was crazy to think that that was what I was concerned about back then when this is going on, but it's been a crazy learning experience. I didn't realize I all of a sudden start like soldering and like minor welding and all kinds of other crazy stuff. It's it's been quite an experience, that's for sure. You know, the first time you were on, I think I made the joke about you being an Iron Man with all the things <laughs> that you've been printing. And with each podcast spot, you are getting closer and closer to really becoming Iron Man. <laughs> Maybe I'm the end of phase four. Like, this is just what we're all been waiting for is me to finish the stamp print. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you're balancing the universe, you want to make sure you have the right coat of paint. So I, I completely yeah. support it. It's very, very important. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was looking at it and it has been since, I believe, April? March or April, somewhere oh my gosh. there since you've been on. How have you been enjoying the MCU since Moon Knight? Oh my gosh, since Moon Knight. Oh, it's been it's been great. It's been diverse and not in, you know, ethnicity sense. It's been like just a bunch of different perspectives and stories that, you know, you get how many Batmans, how many Supermans, you know, how many Iron Man movies, how many Kevin, like all these ones were like, we know the character, we know where this is heading. They're going to do the thing and beat the guy and maybe have some turmoil. And I love those. Like there is, you know, a deep love of that, but it's been really cool to see what we've been begging for is to kind of just see what's happening on the ground, especially during the snap. And we're getting all these perspectives from all over and it's just I'm just eating it all up I'm gobbling it it's been great I have like reminders set in my phone now like apparently we're at that point now (laughs) there's just so much going on like oh this is announced that's announced that's coming out and it's it's been great there's been so much to look forward to you get like this like mental health break in between series and then you just start up again with the next one and 
I love it and I hope they never stop because I just feel very selfish in that. But I know this won't last forever, but I'm enjoying this year in the MCU very much. Well, you mentioned things to look forward to. We had some major news drop this week where we have found out that in September of 2024, we're going to get Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine. I know I'm like over the moon about that news, but how did how did you react when you found that out? First off, I knew I knew that was going to happen. Like I didn't know it was going to be Hugh. But did the Kevin way that Feige text you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he actually did. It was a Teams message. You weren't on it. Oh, that's no, not good. Oh, um, I got kicked off. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, HR was going to wait till Monday. Oh no. Um, <laughs> um, so they actually had the camera a little off centered. And I don't know if you noticed that. So when you rewatch that YouTube announcement, the camera's off-centered, like, who's coming up behind that corner? Whatever's going to happen, that's it. And then I saw his damn beautiful face, and I'm like, well, here we go. Why not? Why not? They probably paid him so much damn money, and it's going to be 30 minutes to the whole movie to two seconds. Doesn't matter. He's going to be in it, and we're going to eat it all up, and I don't care. It's delicious. I ugh. I love it because somebody like shared a, a clip of him just walking on the street like a day after it was announced and he was all super happy and giddy. And the very first comment was, oh, yeah, that Disney check must have just cleared. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Was it Anthony Mackie who said, like, they just let you know when to show up because they own you? Like <laughs> They own your ass, specifically yeah, <laughs> what ass. Anthony Mackie said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knew that was coming with that Fox merger. He's like, well. I don't know what year, but it'll be one of them. And he's been doing like what Broadway and stuff lately. So he's just, he's been active. He's been doing stuff. He did have one movie that came out this year that I can't remember what it was called. It was like a supernatural noir movie. Mm. It was either the beginning of this year or the end of last year. Uh, but other than that, I don't think he's been into too much. Mm. So yeah, he's been waiting. I'm ready for Jackman to be back. I. Uh, People were saying, you know, Radcliffe or, you know, new generation. It's like, cool. That's amazing. But also like we can see him again. And like, I will, I will pay to see that they, whatever. I know the algorithms and everything are working to shove this in our face. And I'm just, I'm eating it up. I don't care. Life's too short. I'm just going to enjoy it right now. (laughs) I'm not going to think too hard. Well, the beauty thing about it is because apparently, well, I can't say this because obviously the comic background is not my forte, but I think Deadpool and Wolverine have a connection in the comics. But for sure, in real life, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have an astounding chemistry mm. just mm-hmm. in general. So that on screen is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. And it's just like all these little baby steps. And I've been perfectly OK with it of introducing mutants and X-Men. And like, I feel like when we do get it because of stuff like this, when we do get like an X-Men movie, which maybe this is it. I don't know. I feel like we're going to be like, Hey, don't be mean to those guys a lot more than if they're just like X-Men movie done another one, whatever moving on. Like they're being really careful. They're getting all this buy-in and then we're going to have some sort of like emotional swoop and I'm here for it. Like I love everything connecting. I love how they're trying to kind of, also tether in some of the old stuff. I'm okay with it. It makes sense. Let's move on. It's 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 so great. Like people are doing their homework. It's it's wonderful to see because not everyone does. 
<laughs> and we're in the multiverse. There's yeah. there's no tell. We could get Hugh Jackman as one more one more final send off, mm-hmm. and then get a new slate of uh, mutants. It it works. It could work. Like on paper, like timeline makes sense. And yeah, there's the multiverse. We could always pull from that, but. Our timeline makes sense if even any of that happened in our timeline, which, oh my gosh, we could just probably talk about that kind of stuff forever. About <laughs> just all of that. I I could probably figure out a way to make the, all those old X-Men movies somehow make sense. I'll even throw in the new X-Men movies. I could probably figure out a way to tie them all into the MCU right now with what we have currently. And just pull it from nowhere because they just they just do that. They plant these seeds. And even just watching the old Hulk movie um, with Norton, like there's stuff that they're pulling from for She-Hulk and they're doing it like it's crazy. Everyone go back and watch it. I know it's hard to find. It's because they're embarrassed. It's fine. (laughs) Just watch it. It's fine. <laughs> that you heard it here first. That's why it's not on Disney Plus. Disney's they're, embarrassed. They're a little embarrassed. They don't want to confuse people. Be like, why is it this guy and it's that guy? And then you just be like, nope, she hulks the replacement. But uh, yeah, it's it's been great catching all those little pieces because that's what I'm here for. I love tying things together. Well, you know, speaking of She Hulk. If you downloaded this episode, then you know we're going to be talking about season one, episode seven of She Hulk, titled "The Retreat." And the way we're going to do this is we're going to have some pre-spoiler thoughts, which is a way for us to talk about the episode without getting into spoilers. After that, you'll hear an audio cue, which will take us into the spoiler zone. So before we get there, Leech, what are your pre-spoiler thoughts for this seventh episode of She-Hulk? My pre-spoiler thoughts are that I have nothing nice to say. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I have anything pre-spoiler per se. There's so much I would like to say spoiler, though. Do you have anything? It's it's an interesting place that we're in because I, I'm on that same brainwave with you, <laughs> and it makes it sound like we're mad at the episode. <laughs> no, but I don't... <laughs> definitely not mad at anyone. I just... I just want to get into the juicy bits. Like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll keep my, my pre-spoiler thought brief because I only have two. Stylistically, I think the beginning of this episode is one of the most creative that oh. this season has done so far. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the episode, the music has been on point. I think this show has had the best needle drops within the Disney Plus series so far. They've been pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I would agree with you. Like, just each episode has had like unique but very intertwined vibes. And that's really hard to pull off when you're doing major shifts in what we're talking about as we've seen in previous episodes. And that's been really cool to see mm-hmm. how we can go from like, you know, the whole getting upset at her, but then all of a sudden we're on this tropical Island and you know, they have this fight, but it's still gorgeous. And the co- it's just, it has been beautiful and it's been very consistent. And I do love that as well. Yeah. Well, before we get into the spoiler zone, I do want to remind people that if you're not already, you should totally join our Discord because we've been doing rewatches of the previous episode of She-Hulk. So on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central, if you want to watch along with us, join in and make sure you hit that localized time reminder at the top of the Discord where it is labeled events. It'll remind you uh, when we start so you can come join in on the discussion. All right. That being said... You're going to hear an audio cue, and on the other side, it'll be fair game for all spoilers in the MCU. We'll see you on the other side. 
and we're back. So we have three most important topics for you. And I'm going to start here and say I had to, to consult with Leech because I feel like this <laughs> first one might be a little too editorialized. We're going to start with Josh is stupid, which will take us into Obama's day and Jen's retreat. So Josh is stupid is going to be the section for us to talk about how sweet and lovely the dating was before all of it came crashing down by the revelation at the end. So Leech, it seemed like you had a lot that you wanted to get into. <laughs> the, the floor is yours. Um, I just want like everyone to raise their hand if you were just suspicious by how he just like slid in on this like very obviously damaged woman at a wedding <laughs> and got away with it. Like that was calculated. Okay. Yep. Okay. I see a hand. Yep. I see a hand. Um, yeah. Like that was a little too calculated and I was honestly not expecting that and it was a little too much at the right place at the right time. And now this happened and it was just, oh, I hate being such a pessimist, but it's like, it's just like way too perfect. And I just think she was just so vulnerable and just rose colored lenses. And I'm just the whole time kind of like, oh, oh no, this is not going to end well. And I thought we would just kind of leave off with like we did the other episodes of just, you know, one night stand or something. And it turns out to be so much worse. So I'm just... I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, Trey. Wait, what? You make it sound like you're disappointed <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm I'm disappointed that we can't we can't find a guy like <sighs> we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. And the moment we, you know, change our standards, they we still get screwed. So, <laughs> and not in the good way. <laughs> you can cut that if you need to. It had to be said. <laughs> Look, we're we're uh, plowing right ahead. Uh, I'm right there with you. I I was so hoping I was wrong, but I was lamenting how I didn't want Josh to be what he turned out to be. I was mad. I was right. I didn't want to be right. Like I really didn't, because like she like she's been just so cool through a lot of this. And why not? It was time. Well, they just worked really well together. Like their dating sequence was super cute. They were oh, both yeah. very giddy and happy with each other. I do want to say you you texted me the timestamp at which you were super <laughs> suspicious of Josh in this episode. And I would love for you to explain what that moment was. So like I already had some vibes of just like who swoops in on the girl eating her feelings. Like that is like there's only one anyway. Then the man shows up in this like super nice car and he's leaning on it. I was like, mm -mm, that's not your car or you've got weird money or something's going on. Like you don't treat things nice. Like, mm -mm, I don't like you <laughs> Like just for whatever reason. Like that was just like, nope, bad guy. And it's just super brief. And like, you could barely notice it, but I think it's just because like, I've been more around car fanatics that I'm like, there's no way that guy has that nice of a car leans on it and then doesn't talk about it through dinner. Like that's just, I'm just saying that's, I was that's too perfect. It's too perfect. <laughs> it's too picture perfect, too clean cut too to everything lined up. Well, what my favorite part of you highlighting <laughs> that is whenever I was doing one of my rewatches, you can see Jen 
get the text where he says, like, I'm here. And if you pause, you can read the rest of their text messages where it starts off with like, hey, what's your address? Or I could just drive around your neighborhood and yell until I find the right house. And she goes, how do you know what neighborhood I'm in? And it's played off really cutesy of like, oh, you know, such and such, ha ha ha. But that became a very post knowledge red flag in the moment, which I thought it was cool that they were planting that seed within the text messages. Oh, did she, did she move to, is that a newer place? I don't think it's a newer place. Okay. I wasn't sure if she'd moved because she had lost her job and stuff. Couldn't remember that, but no matter what that is, that is the creepiest thing. Yeah. That's like one of those, like, I never told you her name kind of things like, Oh, Mm -mm. she shouldn't have even texted him back after that that's so creepy i didn't catch that i did i did see that and wanted to go back but i just kept they started going into that whole montage of the date and it was so adorable i thought it was an engagement ring commercial i was falling for it it was like valentine's day it was great i mean speaking of picture perfect like that's what i was talking about in the pre-spoiler thoughts of it being one of the most creative directions (sighs) because that whole intro is Jen getting ready for the date and you have that like, well, one, they used Heim. I love Heim. They're a wonderful group. And the fact that this episode starts with their music made me so happy. (laughs) But it starts off with like the cool top down shots of her bathroom as we kind of zoom in on her phone. And then it grows into that shots where it's passing through her living room and you see multiple versions of Jen as she's preparing for the date. And that was really well done. And it all like culminates into like date, daily life, date, daily life. And you get like this, this quick glance of what that quick fling is like in what, five minutes. Yeah. I think it was like five minutes. You don't need to know anymore either. Like it was cute. It happened. Like they've been hanging out and they, like the biggest hit points there were like, um, the saying goodbye. And like Mm -hmm. that established at like what level their relationship was. And that it was very well done. I, that was just the perfect amount of information. I, f- I feel like that's been kind of a struggle with some of the shows is like I needed more or wanted more. And this was just, nope, let's keep going. Yep. This is a great pace. So let's go. And we're still getting tons of information. Mm-hmm. And they do it so well, too, because you have that awkward like she goes for the handshake. He goes for the hug and then they pull back and then they do the handshake. And then the next one, I think it's they go in like very close. They're about to kiss and then she pulls away and goes inside thinks about it and comes back out and he's, and he's gone. gone. And then the third time was the sealing the deal. Uh, it's interesting to me how you label it of like, oh, you know, I want to know more. I want to know more. And this show is finding ways to do that with probably the shortest runtime out mm-hmm. of all the series. Oh, so short. So it's, short. It's, Jude and I use this all the time, but it's been really economical with giving you the information you need to know and then getting into the the whimsy. They like took notes from like Pixar shorts or something like all like those stories. I don't know how they do it. Like three minutes, five minutes and you just you're crying at the end. Like how? I mean, like even uh, the beginning of uh, Up, right? Like, yeah, just just rent your heart out right there. Um, it's Shoot possible. <laughs> oh yeah yeah exactly light year oh uh, i know uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i need a tissue um but yeah like it can be done mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do it very well <laughs> so um yeah they did a they did a great job with that and it was beautiful and like i said like rose colored lenses and just just 
she just completely gave herself up to the situation. Like, let's, let's do this. I'm falling for this guy and it's time. And this is what I, I earned this kind of thing. <laughs> like it's my time. So Which, it was so bad. Ugh. Well, speaking of the bad feelings that contrasts so nicely with the, they have their night together and she, you know, what sucks even more. They had their night together. They open up with Jen waking up in the bed and he's not there. And I was so ready for her to like be resigned and like, okay, you know, the guys do this every date I've been on. They, they either don't go with me or they leave in the morning. I was like, oh, they're setting it up. Josh is going to be in the kitchen making her Make breakfast. breakfast. I yes. know. They like, yes. I was so ready for that. And then the <laughs> revelation that it's not, and she's still okay about it because she oh, texts them. Yeah. It's you like oh. donuts or something. Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, she texts them and is like, last night it was so fun. Can't stop smiling. And it sets us up for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of like getting more and more concerned that he's not responding. So they, as, as great as they build us up at the beginning, they rip that rug oh, right yeah. out from underneath us. Oh yeah. Like it was, oh, it was so painful. Cause I feel like, I don't know about you, but just, Every second that went on after him be- not being in the house anymore, I was like, okay, he's going to text her. Like he's going to say busy at work or something or like weirdly hit her up four days later. Like nothing happened, like super toxic, something not completely ghosted. That was very unexpected, mm-hmm. very unexpected. So <sighs> I know I, I'm Keep disappointed too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, Josh is stupid. I want to make sure that we uh, <laughs> hammer home the name of this topic. Uh, we, since we are focusing in on the Josh aspect of it, we do eventually get that revelation of what happened three days prior to the bulk of this episode, where while she was sleeping, he, of course, is getting dressed and leaving, and we get him texting the Hulk King emo- three emojis, which was like the blood, a thumbs up, and a, a syringe or something like that. These villains, they've got to have more time to tech than just emojis, right? Like, <laughs> I can't take them. Like, anytime anyone's ever been genuinely mad and they use angry emojis, I cannot take them seriously. And it is the same vein here with this guy being a villain and using emojis. <laughs> I feel like someone showed them in their keyboard, like their predictive text to emoji. And they're like, I don't know. Actually, are they all on iPhones? I, I believe so. IPhones have that. I know my Android does. So I can type like mad and it'll just pop the emoji up next to the autofilled word or whatever. Yeah. So I always like, oh, do maybe, that maybe, okay. So like maybe they just figured out how to do that. Like everyone in that age range just figured out how to do that. And they're just like reliving what we did when we were like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, what am I talking about? Like I had a Nokia brick when I was 12. Oh, me I was about to, I was questioning <laughs> our age difference. I was like, wait, no, wait a minute. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, that was funny. I'm like, who is this for? Like, so they don't have to translate this eight times. Like, every, it's well, universal. I, I'm, I'm going to open it up to you because I'm, I'm left questioning how we're exactly supposed to read that. Cause of course he is manipulative. He is a bad person. He does three things. He steals the data off Jen's phone. He takes a photo of her and then he texts the Hulk King. Now, obviously, the data is pretty important. We know people have been trying to get her blood. Are we supposed to infer from the text that he got the blood or that they are primed to take the blood from her? Because last week we got the shot of them 
like showing off the new syringe. I can't imagine they would go through the effort of like creating that and then not showing it being used. So I don't even think he did it off screen. I think Unless, he got it. I think, you think he got done. it. Yeah. He didn't leave any doors open to come back. Uh, I don't know how else, or maybe that's actually not for her. And that's why we didn't see it. And it's supposed to be for someone else whose contact information is on their phone. Hulk. Mm hmm. Hmm. It's not about her. He's she's not the pure pure uh, soldier juice. I don't know. I couldn't think of super soldier serum. <laughs> <laughs> what people won't get is how wide your eyes got the moment you said soldier juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just never going to look into the camera for the rest of this. But yeah, that's, I mean, it's possible. Who can get him in a vulnerable state? Who knows where he's been hiding out? Who has his contact information? Not that I don't think he's even on Earth, so I don't know what that's going to do. But I don't know. Maybe it wasn't for her. Maybe they did get it. And I don't know. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. Uh, Yeah, because you're right. I mean, they showed this big old tool. Well, yeah, like it was designed specifically to be able to pierce the skin of She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and yet they pull this off with just Jin form. So, what do you like? Go little- back out to his car in his boxers and like go grab this like flute case looking thing, and then go back in and do that while she's sleeping, and she her brain's not going to kick in that she's being attacked somehow and turn to She-Hulk. Like, I don't know. So there's there's still some mystery. You know, I'm I. Glad I'm glad you brought up the iPhone Android aspect of it because <laughs> it has been reported that Apple does not allow people who are clearly villains to use their phones on screen. Mm. So it's very interesting that Josh is able to be villainous and still use iPhones unless it was like just generic enough to be like, oh, OK, this passes Apple's check. Right. Yeah. I yeah, I saw some of that online and people were arguing back and forth and I'm just like kind of staying out of it till the very end because I start getting really deep on some of these theories before the season's over and then I end up all kinds of twisted with expectations but like that is a very good point like is there any room for redemption for the perceived act that was taken it's going to be a very tight rope to walk because at worst you stole someone's data and took a picture of them sleeping. So I don't know. But what if he's like on the down low working for whatever iteration of shield we're on right now? Sword. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up because, because they always need their kryptonite, right? True. Fury was definitely always prepared for mm-hmm. worst case scenarios. So I don't know if this guy is working for shield, but you prompted something I wanted to bring up last week uh, with Mallory book. I think Mallory book might potentially be whatever remnants of shield there is because Hmm. whenever her and Nikki are looking through the intelligentsia files, she's very quick to shut down Nikki from wanting to tell Jen. And I think it's supposed to be read as like, Oh, what's Mallory up to? But I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season, we find out she's somehow related to shield who has been planted to help protect Jin as she adjusts to this new superhero world, mm. because there's shield logo shirts at the beginning when they're at Hulk's bar. And then two in the credits at her workspace, there's some files on Jin's desc that have that a shield, shield logo. Mm-hmm. 
So I feel like shield might be at play here. I think, I mean, it's time for them to kind of come back into play, right? Like we haven't heard much, so it would make sense. And with secret invasion Mm. starting us off next year. Mm hmm. I think I think you mentioning shield is a good call. I think that might come into play before we finish the season. I yeah, some some sort of something like there's no way the logos are just there. They're like, oh, random MCU things logo wise that aren't associated heroes. OK, that leaves like four things, you know, Papa's pizza balls. That doesn't work like there's no reason they would just throw that on there. So, right. yeah, it's a good point. I've been actually kind of trying to check out to those end uh like watercolor sketches yeah. and I haven't necessarily noticed anything new, but there are new ones like every episode. There are new ones there. There's ones like related to the episode and, and then, then the there shoes. are some, the shoes. Yeah. Mm. That had a lot of hints was that was Deadpool and Wolverine in those too. Get out. I believe I know for sure. Deadpool was in there. I think Wolverine was in the shoes as well. Are you, it's in the discord. I'm, if that's where you're going, <laughs> I'm going. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll I'll go and say they've been the credits have been very informative because two episodes ago, we got the whole Avengers Avengers thing. And the first time we saw Avengers was with Jen holding up an Avengers mug in the credits. Uh, One of my favorite ones that was added was actually last week during the wedding episode where there's like a photo booth, like triple set photo strip where it is um, Ched and the bride Lulu taking photos together and one of them they're kissing which i feel like might be a plot line that was cut out from last week but still made it into the credits mm. oh okay there's deadpool there's is that one wolverine okay i think this is nothing significant so no wolverine i think the wolverine one is in the middle top Deadpool one's on the far right, though. It is looking straight at us, though. So, like, out of everyone else, it's just Deadpool's face staring at this viewer. So maybe that was a hint we just didn't even notice. Now I'm distracted looking for... (laughs) for, (laughs) I don't think there is a Wolverine, but for sure Deadpool. There is Cyclops, Bishop. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) You know, on this audio format, uh, discussing the visual shoes... Uh, so yeah, I, I, I feel like there is some things at play here. I don't think Josh will be redeemed, but it may not be as simple as like, oh, they got the blood days over kind of things. So yeah. Curious to see how that plays out. Or maybe, I mean, if we really want to go for it, maybe a Hydra. Whoa. I mean, Hydra. when you cut off a head, two more grows in its place. <laughs> Just saying. Well. Do you have any more final words on Josh before moving into the uh, next most important topic? I mean, Josh is stupid. The end. He didn't just break Jen's heart. He broke all our hearts. Yeah, I'm taking this very personally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? It sounds like we need some healing, and I can't think of a better group to do it than the group that shows up in this episode. So uh, our next most important topic is Obamaste, which is going to be a section for us to really highlight the new cast of characters we got, uh, Blonsky's role as pretty much the group leader, and just the retreat itself. So starting with me, I want to highlight how wonderful the costume design was for all of these new characters. And this is perfect. I'm glad you're here for this Mm -hmm. episode, knowing how much you love the details and costumes and the stuff that you make with your cosplays. 
it was on full display here. Out of all of them, I think I'm torn between uh, Manbull and Porcupine as my two favorite costumes. <laughs> Manbull, that's not all CG, right? I think that's prosthetics. Oh, that looked like prosthetics for sure. And it looked really it good. It looked really good. And they're like grabbing on them and stuff. And I'm like, that looks incredible. Like, I I don't know why it looked so good, but it looked really, really good. Like almost like orc level kind of thing on like Lord of the Rings. Like we were, we were very, very awesome prosthetics. Yeah. And it, there was just a lot of texture to it. That's why mm-hmm. it feels real to me. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side was Porcupine where it had like, <laughs> like the ghillie suit looking thing with the spikes poking I kept out. finding more details every time they flipped them. Oh, yeah. And then the mask just bringing the ensemble together. Did you see, speaking of the credits, did you see that they showed him at the laundromat where he's handing off his suit to get washed, but he just has the helmet on? I didn't see that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, so for those that don't know, I have a really hard time staying asleep. And so sometimes I'll just get up at 2 a.m. and I'm like, oh, she hulks out. <laughs> and then I'll watch it. And then, like, as soon as it's over, I, like, give myself permission to go back to sleep. So half of it feels like a fever dream. Um, but I did rewatch a bit of it today, but I did not catch that. I'm flipping to it because I'm just that curious. Yeah, it should be pretty early on because they have the standard ones of, like, Jen in the courtroom. And then they switch to, like relative ones and then it goes back to the generic ones of her like at the beach and oh my gosh in the boxers oh it's so fast oh that's amazing yeah the artwork for it's beautiful i just love all the artwork for this i wonder if they're gonna feature on the the making of all that artwork it's it's incredible i hope so that'd be really good uh even because i i know whenever i got to go to Chicago last year, there was a Marvel exhibit that we Mm. went and saw Mm -hmm. and they had the original drawings of the silhouettes that appear in the Captain America, the winter soldier credits. And so I got to see those in person. I have Ah. to imagine these exist. I'm so mad. I didn't get to go to that. I saw you the day after (laughs) you were one day too Uh. late. (laughs) I could have driven another like 12, 12 hours. It's fine. Next time next time for sure so yeah i uh i really love the costumes were there any of the costumes that stood out to you outside of uh i could so it was really funny because uh elaguila like i was just staring at the embroidery like the whole time i had no thoughts in my head i was just like holy crap the detail i was like just following the swirls with my eyes i was very distracted and it just gets all defensive i'm not a matador and i'm just i I was thinking about how to describe this. You know, the like little puff of air that comes out your nose when you find something funny, like on your phone or and you're like, don't actually laugh, but you just kind of have that puff. I, I did that, but like kind of choked a little with that happened. I was just like, <clears throat> like this, just like, Oh my God. Like every time any of anyone in that group opened their mouth, gold came out. And I was just like, I was snorting to myself, I guess is what was going on. It was cracking me up because i wasn't expecting it. it was just coming out like sideways like just completely ridiculous and i loved i loved every single one of those people and i really hope they're not bad <laughs> i hope they're good guys i hope so too uh you talked about the contrasting feels in the pre-spoiler thoughts of how they can have different tones and one of the consistent 
contrasting feels I think She-Hulk has done over the entire series is taking like a safe space, but having just an air of like, should I be trusting this? Mm -hmm. And I think this retreat is the perfect example of that because it's not outright said, but I think we can infer that at one point, all of the people that were there were villains, which Mm -hmm. makes sense that Blonsky is the one who's like trying to rehabilitate them because he himself was once a villain. He's probably the poster child of that right now, rehabilitation. Quite literally, he Mm -hmm. has a bunch of posters of himself (laughs) within that retreat. (laughs) He probably uses those that same joke in his opening spiel. What am I doing? I'm falling (laughs) for the trap. Um. So yeah, I I I love that contrast of the wholesomeness of like like at one point Wrecker's talking to Jen like I want to radically apologize for how I treated you Mm -hmm. or there, there there's this level of self-consoling, self-respect, self-care that they are being instilled into them that we get to see them express towards Jin, which is such a nice contrast to me because, again, these are superhero shows. I didn't expect a superhero episode where they're literally just sitting in a circle talking about their feelings mm-hmm. and it works pretty well. Like it, It has that layer of comedy to it, which is what is the main attraction of the show but it also has that heart which i think is what makes the show special right and i mean episode one you get the kind of like don't trust anyone jen you know be careful protect your blood and your everything at all costs and she's just kind of like i've i've done this before like you know like i got it like don't worry about me like i'm fine and i feel like i can't decide between like oh we're like living our best life or like i am suspicious of everyone and I feel like the show is kind of doing that too. Like that little bit of unease of like, is this a safe space or not? And it totally is. Or is it like, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little bit uneasy. And I, but I feel like she's just kind of fallen into it. Like she just feel like this was a great experience for her. And I really hope nothing ruins it because it was a great moment for her to like grow and move on from this Josh incident. And I know that's probably not going to last very long, but it was so great. It was so wholesome. I got to say, if they pull the double doozy of like, oh, it was a great dating experience. No, you can't trust Josh. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, it was a great self-healing therapy session. No, you can't trust those people. I will be so bummed. Not not like I would hold it against the show, but it would hurt that much more. He knows where she lives and Josh knew the neighborhood she lived in. So maybe they're hanging out. Is that that Sarah? The... The person who came over to her house with, um, as guardian construction tools. Wrecker. Okay. Wrecker. Wrecker knows where she lives. This is true. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm bumping. (laughs) I had more I wanted to talk about, but I'm going to bump it up because we're here now. (laughs) If I had anything to nitpick about the group therapy session, including him, I think was the one that had me a little like. I don't know, not even within like the context of whether we could trust this, but like Jen has very valid criticisms of like, oh, these guys jumped me mm-hmm. and everybody's telling her to calm down. Like yeah. this group of men is telling her to calm down. So I was like, I don't know if this fits thematically mm-hmm. with what we're trying to do here healing wise, but more to what you were saying in the conversations where they're all like finally on Jin's side, she's opened up about Josh and they're like, we're going to get him. We're going to take this guy down. Maybe he wants her blood. Wrecker is the first one to say, no, don't be ridiculous. He shuts that down immediately. 
you could be onto something where hmm. he may have been in cahoots with Josh. Hmm. <laughs> also, Sarakin, can we just have a moment with that lovely vampire? Like, I don't know if that's a massive like blade nod or if that's just the universe we're in now i don't those three characters together were just absolutely perfect because they were just kind of like for me that doesn't read a comic or doesn't read a comic i've read comics but not these comics like they were just random nonsense people and they worked beautifully so i don't know if any of them have further backstory or not but holy cow that whole blood thing like that just kind of felt like a massive joke that was being led up to that moment. Like someone's going to say it and it's going to be that guy and it kind of is fine, but also not. And I'm uneasy again. Like, holy cow. Well, well, even with him, like once they're like, you know, we all here love Jen for Jen. We love the person as a whole. And mm-hmm. he, I think he, it's his turn to say something nice. He's like, yeah, she's very pretty and tasty. Wait, did I go too far? Somebody save me. <laughs> so like the whole, you know what it's just now reminding me of from uh, Finding Nemo when the sharks at their oh station. <laughs> Fish are friends, not food tray. Oh my so gosh. You see, the vil- you see the villainy pop through every now and then, but they're, they're doing their best. They're trying. Mm-hmm. So... Oh. We'll see with Wrecker. I, I have my suspicions about him. I really like what Amila Blonsky has become too much to n- not want this to be a ruse that was plotted against Jen. Because I-, I mentioned in the Discord, I think he went from being a forgettable villain in Incredible Hulk to having so much personality here in this series. And I love how much he truly cares about these people. Like he is trying to teach them. I mean, one of them calls brother Blonsky and he talks about having to take responsibility for their actions and holding themselves accountable. Um, and like you do catch him in lies in this episode, but they are all, they all seem to be in the benefit of that group that's trying to rehabilitate themselves. So for example, whenever the parole officer comes to check on his inhibitor, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, come think of it. I think I hit an electric fence and that's probably what sent it off, you know, wacky. And in the later bit of the episode, we find out that Elegia has the power to summon bioelectricity. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was the fence, but Blonsky is definitely keeping that part of the retreat under wraps from people at the parole board. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was very suspicious when that happened there were just like a lot of these like little red flags there i mean like tiny red flags that just started to add up and i wasn't really looking for them i was really happy that like we're talking about it and we're just okay this is a healing episode that's fine let's keep going and there's like red flag red flag red flag you just start adding up all over the place well even like when you go and watch the episode after because we're about to get into that part of it next but after jen has come to terms with what's been plaguing her throughout the series she eventually decides to go to the yurt and as they're like walking up to her with the yurt and frame the music gets really tense before it comes back to whimsy again so i don't think we're far off from like oh man this episode keeps like giving us whiplash on like is Mm -hmm. this safe is this not safe 
back to, and I'm glad you brought it up back to the beginning of the episode of Hulk saying you can't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And so now it's giving us the viewers a chance to like, what do we trust kind of mm-hmm. feeling? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I'm having a hard time like separating my perspective from like Jen and just trying to be like, Oh, good for her kind of thing. Cause I'm just like, Oh, oh like if I was there, I'd be like, no, I'm like dragging you out of here. Like, what are you doing? But it's like, Oh, but it's Jen. Like, it's fine. Like just, just, it kind of is giving me like a tad, like really strangely, a tad bit of like WandaVision um, confusion of like yeah. what's kind of going on. Like there's all these like weird winks and nods and, but we're also funny. Like it's not super heavy, but we're still getting all of this and all these like little pieces that are going to be referenced. If not now, maybe in the next, if there's a new season, if there's a tie in, like who knows? It could be, referenced in 10 years when they're going to get Hugh Jackman back again. Like who knows (laughs) he's going to use his like uh, his claws as like a walker at that point because he will be very old. He's already like, is he in his 60s? If he's not, he's close. I mean, he looks fantastic, so it's really hard to tell. But at that point, well, it's the the regenerative healing (laughs) that he's got going on. You have me curious. Hugh Jackman is 53 years old. Okay. I feel terrible then for saying 60s. I just know he's older and he's been around for a hot minute. So the last time we saw him was Logan. So I can understand mm-hmm. why he was that, aged that's up. That's true. He was aged up quite a bit. But um, well, yeah, the uneasiness, it's there. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone because I'm just like, is this just like me being a chick about it? Like, I mean, I know everyone knows what that means when I say that. And am I just, you know, being paranoid, like we're in the very much a chick role, like, you know, that's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. Am I just falling into that? And it's like, mm, sus, all of this. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Jin from episode one, that's just the woman experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, I think unless there's any more you would want to talk about with the retreat group, I think we can move into Jen's involvement in this episode. Let's do it. Let's talk about Jen. So we see after she has been ghosted by Josh, but is not Mm -hmm. willing to admit it yet. uh, She eventually agrees to join the parole officer to come join this group that we just talked about. And she has this journey of like being on the outskirts and it all building up to the moment where she finally opens up about what's been emotionally plaguing her since the beginning of this series. Uh, starting with you this time, where would you like to start within Jen's section of this episode? Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. Uh, we can start with her turning into Jen. Mm-hmm. That was brave. <laughs> That's all I could think about. I'm sorry. During which part? Oh, after when she, she goes from she Hulk to Jen and like officially into Jen's kind of storytelling at that point. Mm hmm. That was that was kind of like, oh, you're really like in the trusting zone. So it's like he like whatever's going on is working with Emil and like what he's talking about when everyone's talking about. So it's like she's officially relaxed and opening up. But that was just very brave to do that as well. I'm I'm very curious. I mean, I don't know how how in order this is, but like the deleting the number off the phone, I feel like is at the end. So if you have something before that, we can address it. But the deleting the number off the phone thing is that was very weird to me that they pushed that. Um, I get how it was more maybe 
therapeutic than anything because that doesn't actually remove them from your phone history. But um, it's like it's like having an old photo of an ex and like burning it. Like, I yeah, feel like everyone did that. At yeah, this like is just like for symbolism because it's like she can just, you know, go in her history and go like miss calls. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just all little. I'm very curious what you think about it, because the whole thing, I was just like, that's great. But at this point, I mean, like I've said, like red flags, I'm getting a little jittery, like I'm a little suspicious. Like, I'm not sure how to feel about this, like super opening up vulnerability that was kind of pressured onto her to open up a lot, like a lot of pressure coming from this group of people that are all no pressure. (laughs) So I'm very, again, suspicious of this last part as well. This is why I'm glad we did take the time to spotlight the group before jumping into Jen's involvement, because we already outlined how you can read it on one side of it being wholesome. Again, the the like I would like to radically apologize. All all these like platitudes that you hear with like therapeutic language and vocabulary. Oh yeah. And it can be sincere. But that depends on how much we trust this group, which we also outline the possibility that we cannot. Another example, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Wrecker who was the one that was like, you you should delete his phone number. And so it's like, if he is working with that guy, I don't know what it would accomplish, but it is interesting to me that he's the one who's trying to like get her to remove that number after her data has been taken. Um, so that could be something as well. I hope, I hope... Worst case scenario, it's just Wrecker alone and the rest of the group is trustworthy. I'd like that. I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that too, because again, she does genuinely open up. Like we've seen so many (laughs) ways. We've seen so many ways where like she's masked the pain of like, she's clearly hurt, but pressing onward. Yeah. Uh, You you saw it when that, uh, the hot doctor left her in the morning because she wasn't She-Hulk. Uh, you saw it when she was dro- drunkenly opening up to Josh about how she just wanted to feel amazing because everyone thinks she Hulk's amazing. And she finally says it in plain language here that she wants people to see Jen for the awesome person that she is. And nobody cares about just Jen. And that was such a a beautiful moment because even the camera too, like it like slowly zooms in on her as she's letting go. And, and she even frames it like, you know, that, that friend you had in high school that was like perfect and beautiful and super athletic. And she motions to herself. She's like, that's this, like I can do this at any point that I want, but it feels like cheating. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that they, they are both able to make her come to terms with like that aspect of her life, but also bring attention to her. Like maybe you haven't been spending enough time with Jen. Mm-hmm. Like that realization, like I, all that stuff is good and real. So I'm hoping it's not, not created yeah. on the bed of lies. I mean, like I'll be super open and honest here. Like that whole conversation made me just feel really uncomfortable just because it's like, it felt like a really vulnerable thing to talk about. Like, mm-hmm she was just opening wide up and I was just kind of, like I said, like a little uncomfortable because it just felt very, very real. Like, you know, we're talking feelings here and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, like I have that problem, like, Oh yeah, I can switch to She-Hulk or something and be perfect. But like just insecurity in general, I feel like a lot of people can relate to if not every single person on this planet. So, um, 
it was just really tender. Like I'm still hurt by the whole situation. I guess I haven't gotten over anything. Um, a bomb, a bomb stay did not heal me, but um, <laughs> it just, it made me a little sad just because like, I really, I'm really am rooting for her and I hate how negative I feel about all this, but I just kind of feel like to be suspicious, suspicious is to be woman, unfortunately. <laughs> And I feel like the show talks about this a lot. So I guess everything's working the way it needs to be. <laughs> Me an emotional wreck. Perfect. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> that might have been the first sarcastic thanks, Kevin, in this uh, <laughs> podcast history. <laughs> so far. <laughs> so far. Uh I will say one of the other things I liked about this Jin's retreat section is, of course, she is very resistant to the idea of, you know, opening up. And we had so much of her dependency on the cell phone because of what she was awaiting. And we talked a little bit about it in the beginning, how it was very creative in the ways that it framed the cell phone in the shot. Uh, one of the ones I purposely omitted is whenever the phone is on the ground and it starts playing the Muppet show with Miss Piggy, like in the mm. jail cell. And then it morphs to the TV on the wall. That was beautiful. Beautiful, great shot. Love that it's showing Miss Piggy breaking out from the prison because obviously the phone is Jen's prison. Mm -hmm. But the way that solidifies that whole imagery is whenever she's been through the retreat, she's out of the yurt, she's finally in the tow truck heading home. There's a shot of her like looking out the window and you see the side mirror and it's reflecting Jen looking at like at peace. And that mirror is in the shape of the phone. So in the beginning of the episode where it was pure black and non-reflective, mm -hmm. we finally get a reflective gin because she has found hopefully some peace. And so I'm a sucker for that kind of like blue curtains mm -hmm. imagery, but it made me, it made me really happy to see that mm -hmm. journey through the episode. Oh, that's yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I totally forgot to mention the Miss Piggy thing because I remember seeing it and being like, Oh, I have to rewind it. No, I told myself I can't rewind it on the first watch. And I just forgot to come <laughs> back because I got so mad at the very end, but I remember seeing that and just, it was, I couldn't catch it. I didn't catch the transition. It just happened. And that's, oh, that's amazing when that happens. Mm -hmm. I wish there yeah, was like I, a category of like ASMR, but like it's for things like that. I don't know what it's called. Like just hyper-realistic transitioning. I don't know. But that was just like, so it felt really good to watch that. I think there's a subreddit called Breathing Information that is like similar to this. It's essentially like the best example I can give is like if there is a football game on and there's a referee who's like detailing uh, whatever penalties just happened and they're using like their hand motions and he'll like wave his hand to signal like a, a foul and the graphical like ad on screen is timed perfectly with him oh, moving his hand like he's moving yeah. the information of the screen. Subscribed. Done. Like <laughs> that's amazing. I know what I'm doing right after this. So, oh my gosh. I think that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just absolutely like seamless. Like you couldn't have, I mean, obviously they did this on purpose, but like, yeah, stuff like that doesn't normally happen. It's great. I'm, oh, all of those links were ready to go. Like I have not seen any of that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm happy to indulge your new obsession. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man. Well, I do want to say, uh, you mentioned we mentioned Apple Android thing. 
And there is a moment in the beginning of the episode wherever she is trying to come to terms with the fact that she has no service. And you have that wonderful shot of her like holding the phone up to the sky, trying to grab service. And the text pops above her head where it says no service. It felt like they unintentionally created a dunk ad in the style of <laughs> Apple commercials because <laughs> all those drone shots just like slowly hovering felt very reminiscent of Apple, but very funny as well that it said no service throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of it. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Oh, just The text was fantastic. I love just all those just integrations that they've been doing with just the overlays of the phones. And I mean, not to like super deviate from this, but like Miss Marvel did it really well too. Um, just like the text on the wall and stuff. So um, just, I could watch probably this show. I can't wait until it's all done because I'm going to watch it through again. And just, I feel like I'm going to catch so much more, just like WandaVision again, all these little details that add up. I did want to add to you. You talked about the way they depicted the, the digital communication. I also love the shot at the beginning. I didn't talk about it where she is giddily responding to a text from Josh. I think when he was talking about his milkshake fries food truck, Mm -hmm. the angle that they use where we're the point of view of the phone of her, like secretly texting at work. That was super cute. I thought Mm -hmm. that was an inventive. I feel like I haven't seen that. I feel like you get the shot of them looking under, but I've never seen it where we're looking up at her looking under at the, t- the, the screen. Oh, I was waiting for her to get in trouble too. Like that was great. That the sneakiness and just very reminiscent of like budding young, young love in school kind of <laughs> vibe of like sneaking the phone in class. Yeah, it was, that was really great. That whole thing. I think I'm just a little heartbroken. still. it was such a sweet beginning. <laughs> so sweet. So like, they were a little too hard on her, right? About the, I don't think the like last night was great. I'm still smiling. Was that? Oh wrong my gosh. Like when they were like, that was the worst thing ever. Yikes. I'm like, I'm like, that's what I would have said, but okay. <laughs> like, they were, they had been on three dates at that point. Right. I'm assuming that's at least. Three Not, it, it was like, I can't stop smiling. It wasn't like, I can't stop sniffing your pillow. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why why that's so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I also don't like, understand dating nowadays, though. So who knows? The, the follow up of like, hey, and getting a little concerned. They were like, oh, no, you can't do that. It, it's contextual, right? Like if he had been consistently texting and then for three days, completely nothing mm-hmm. that I don't know. I thought they were a little too hard on Jin. Was it was it like the squirm emoji? Like, what did she put at the end? That was like the oof, but that was it. Okay, I forgot about the emoji. Again, yeah, I can't like take a- emoji seriously. <laughs> it's like just checking in on you, like squirm face or something like that. I'm like, oh no, please. Uh, yeah. And then he, that's coming from me, who I think I use an emoji in every other sentence I, I write. But, oh man, I... I think also this has very much made me realize I'm very happy to be married and not dating. This (laughs) all sounds horrible to everyone that is single listening to this. Like I, you know, listen to the pod and, you know, smile because that sounds like a horrible world to live in with just like the online dating and the craziness that, oh, mm -mm, no, thank you. I think you just devised our new uh, marketing campaign. If you can't find a date, listen to MC. You need to know. (laughs) Yeah. Get some pizza. Listen to your favorite pod. Don't cry in the shower tonight. 
listen to Trey and Jude. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, hey, you need something to do. Watch party Monday. Yeah, join us in the Discord. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be your date. We'll be your date. <laughs> uh, before we get any further off track, I think we can wrap up the, uh, the final topic here, uh, which leaves us for final thoughts. Uh, it's a chance for us to make any predictions for next week, stray thoughts, or things to consider moving forward. So, Leach, what are your final thoughts for this episode? Oh, man, like my final, final thoughts are like murder. Um, Josh? Yeah. Um, the other shoe has to drop like next week. Like, right? How many episodes are we in now? This is episode, this is episode seven, seven. Out of And 10? there's nine. There's nine. Okay. Yeah. This is it. We're at the top of the roller coaster. It's all we after this. So I think we're going to find out who the Hulk King is. I don't know why Kingpin just flashed in my head and I just told myself, no, that's not possible, but it could be. So I guess there's a prediction. Hulk Kingpin. Um, Kingpin. <laughs> Would that be like Hulk emoji and then like a bowling pin? A Hulk, Hulk emoji crown. Crown bowling, bowling pin. Okay, good. That You know what? This is the call out for everybody listening. <laughs> the secret code is tweet at us, Instagram or Discord. The, uh, what was it that you used? I said the Hulk the crown and, and the pin and the bowling pin. So we need an angry emoji, angry, angry emoji, emoji, crown pin. We'll yes. know you listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll know. So I'm sorry. I got you off. You were talking. No, you're about- fine. I would. That's hilarious. I'm super. I think there's like three people I can think of that will, will do that. And I'm, I'm anxiously waiting. That. <laughs> um, predictions. The shoe will drop next week. The shoe will drop next week. I mean, yeah, the daredevil, maybe, sort of. I don't know. I'm staying away from the internet on this. (laughs) So I texted Daniel, friend Daniel. Mm -hmm. I told him after this episode, I'm 100% sure. See, Daredevil is the final episode's post credit. Oh, my God. A hundred percent sure. Oh, Daredevil's a tease for season two. Okay, I'm writing this down. D D T's and tag final tray. I will tell you that you're wrong, but I will not acknowledge that you're right when the time comes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As, as we do in this relationship of ours, I expect Um, nothing less. Um, no, I mean, that's a really good point though. Cause they would just the whole, come on. Like that's, yes, I, I, I feel that for sure. <sighs> I, I don't know what to predict without just sounding like a super bad, like just pessimistic. It's like, everyone's bad. Everyone's out together. They just want her blood. Nobody cares about Jen. Is that going to make her actually Hulk out? Cause like, she's just upset at everything. Like, is that too cliche? And that's, that's the kind of the line I feel like we're dancing with this show too, is like, are we leaning too cliche? Are we leaning to like trying not to be cliche? And like, I don't, I feel bad when I do that, when I go too cliche. So, cause it's like, no, stop. Stereotypes are bad. I um, mean, we had a man bull <laughs> fighting a matador. Not a matador. Uh, <laughs> swashbuckler. swashbuckler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's your hat then, man? You need a hat <laughs> that would clear all of this up. Uh, <laughs> oh. But yeah, I'm just, I am cautiously optimistic that 
things are going to go down and Jen will be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hulk's coming back, so I think this is all on her. Like mm-hmm. that would fit. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think next week we're going to see a shift in in gears. I, again, I was talking to friend Daniel about this before we recorded, where I feel like one of two things are going to happen: either this is going to stay light in the sitcom vein, and maybe we'll get hints of darkness here or there, but ultimately it'll be fine by the end of the season. Or all the ways that we highlighted the suspicious nature of this episode, episodes prior, will have a big reveal starting next week where things will click into place. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be more of a traditional like MCU story of like, oh, that's what's been happening this mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah, like all this stuff is now minimized or like, yeah, something comes into focus. Like, I'm I'm waiting. I feel like. I feel like we're, yeah, we're just at that like weird point of like not, not knowing there's just so many ways this could go. And I'm, I'm here. I'm ready for all of them. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be sad, obviously, if something's happened, but holy cow. Well, and I think the important part is like with this therapy session, regardless of what it means, exterior, interior, Jen has come to a place of stasis. Mm-hmm. And so that like, that's what we're going to need for her to get through mm-hmm. whatever these next two episodes have in store for her. Well, if they are bad, they might've kicked themselves in the butt because- they made her get over him. And if he is bad and they have a confrontation, she's like, well, not only am I mad at you, but I'm also over you. So bye. Like about to get Hulk smashed. You, Yeah. Hulk smashed again, but in the other way, um, <laughs> <laughs> you've no one to blame, but yourself for that joke. <laughs> Listen, I take no responsibility on that one. I've uh, got, I've got the receipts. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying you have to, but if people want to see them, they may be in the Discord. Um, I got two final thoughts. Uh, The first one is I really wish I would have said this on the podcast because I would have sound like such a genius. In the rewatches, I mentioned that I felt like we were due for a previously on joke. And I called it just mm-hmm. in the wrong place. So if you mm. go back into our Discord in the Watch <laughs> Channel chat, it was there. Very happy that that came into play. Uh, and second, my other stray thought, I wonder what it means that this is the only episode so far that we didn't get the She-Hulk title card. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to have the cold open of the date and then it was going to cut to the She-Hulk attorney at law, but mm-hmm. it never happened. And so I'm wondering if there's oh. anything to read there. Oh, interesting. I'm like, we're literally writing this down. I'm going to revisit that. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong. I watched this episode like four times. Oh, I'm sure. And right before we recorded, I watched like the first five minutes just to be sure. And I didn't see it. And I don't know if it's supposed to be like, well, it's the weekend. She's not an attorney in law <laughs> on the weekend. It's very possible. So. This was like her her story, Jen's story, not She-Hulk's story today. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Yeah, the inconsistency on things and like the end tags and stuff is, is driving me nuts. Driving me absolutely nuts. I have to check Reddit now to see if there's a damn end tag because I'm not waiting anymore. <laughs> well, it's it's definitely been a topic of conversation in the Discord. And we talked about how close they were to being perfect on oh, the end so tag close. situation. The way they save it is if we don't get another end tag until the final episode. And it's just Jen like, Oh yeah, we were doing those, weren't we? And just like acknowledging that they forgot about them midway through. <laughs> That's the only way it'll be redeemed for me, I think. Something like, oh, oh, you thought we were done? And you thought we would drop his helmet and not say anything? 
Okay, here you go. You waited. We we had like three of them without index. Here you go. This is for you. You waited. You watched the whole thing. Thank you. This is my story. Here's here's this guy, this other lawyer. I guess you guys want to see more than me. There you go. Like it's gonna be something super weird like that, like super wall breaking. <laughs> well, there we go. I think uh, that's our final thoughts for this episode. So Leach, I want to say thank you so much for, uh, for joining me on this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me any, any time. I absolutely love picking apart these episodes with you and just thinking about them so differently. Every time I, I leave with notes every time to follow up on my little homework, because <laughs> I just, I just get so impassioned to dive deeper after our conversations. So this was great. I miss Jude. Because he always gives me the perspective I don't want to hear, but um, <laughs> you all you also feed my chaos, so it works out. I'll just be extra chaotic this week. We're we're definitely gonna have to have you back on, uh, synced up with Jude next time. So uh, hopefully we won't wait as long as we did as April to hear. I cannot believe um, it was April. <laughs> That's it's wild. It's October it tomorrow. By. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, I'll see you during Secret Invasion. Sounds, sounds great. <laughs> and of course, if you want to keep up with Leech, uh, make sure you're following them on Twitch and Twitter at XOLeecho. Uh, is there anywhere else that uh, people could find you? That's where to find me. Cool. Perfect. As far as this show goes... If you want to reach us at MC you need to know both on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us there. Uh, but really the best place to get in touch with us is in the discord. We talked about it already. We've been doing weekly rewatches of she Hulk, uh, on Mondays at 7 PM. Uh, we've talked about it. We want to start incorporating, doing some movie rewatches as well. Uh, but we're going to try and find time to do those at a more time zone friendly area. That's not just limited to what we've been doing at 7 PM so that we like, spread out the potential for people to come. Uh, so once we have more information about that, we'll make sure to post that in the discord. And of course we've been doing it pretty regularly all year. We have monthly game nights uh, last week or last month we did fall guys and Jackbox games. Uh, we haven't decided what's going to be this month, but if you want to get in on the fun and get to know not only us, but other people within the community discord is where you'd like to be. I love all of those people so much. It is such a blast on game night. Yeah, so much fun. Good group of people. Of course, ratings and reviews would be greatly appreciated. You can use the angry emoji, the king crown and the pin if you want to let <laughs> us know that you listen to this episode, as well as give us five stars on whatever applicable service. Uh, that's going to do it. We Nope, that's not going to do it. I almost <laughs> forgot. Nick Sandy. How could you? I think he's buying on the podcast. He'll be fine. He's not going to hear this. It's fine. We've got time. <laughs> of course, we'd post, like. It's fine. <laughs> of course, we'd like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on the SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Leech, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. We'll see you all next week. Cool. I think uh I think we might be ready. Woohoo. All right. Uh mm. let's have fun. Four Hello hours and what <laughs> What? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what did you say? <laughs> four hours later. <laughs> if we if we get four hours out of this episode, I'd be really impressed. It's gonna it'd be nasty if we we're gonna turn into the the, the safe circle and we're gonna go burn them down. <laughs> Just burn it all down. Okay, I'll shut up. I'm done. <laughs> You're fine. I like it. I'm glad. It it makes me feel like I like Jude's not really gone. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Come on, it's tradition at this point.